11, get your bets in, 53 degrees. We are talking AARP right now. Amy Glenn is in from AARP. She's the AARP main advocacy director. Do people still call it ARP on occasion to yes. you? They're like, hey, yes. RP, no, yes. anything, nothing, no, yes? Well, no. It's no, fine. okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> Whatever like, you want to call us. Because that's why I always called it as a kid. And then, like, I'd be like, what is this ARP thing? Yep. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, they're ARP. Yeah, no. Well, yeah. We're, we're no longer the American Association of Retired Persons. Right. So that's the change. Yeah. Uh, so, and once in a while, someone will spell it out, uh, particularly in print media. Uh -huh. And we always have to follow up and say, we're no longer the American Association of Retired Persons because our membership is 50 plus, And how many people in their 50s, 60s, and sometimes 70s in Maine are still working? Right. Most yeah. of us. Yeah, so that's a really so good point. We're just ARP or AARP or AARP Maine, and our tagline instead of retired persons is real possibility. See, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Tuesdays at the State House. Um, let's, uh, the, how'd the legislative session end? I have, uh, I've had a couple of state senators have come in and told me how it went. I was wondering, what did they say? Yeah. Um, well, uh, basically nothing got done is what okay. it seems like. And there's a whole bunch of stuff left to get done. And I guess there'll be a special session, but nobody really knows. They've got kind of right now, all of the, um, all of the, it, they don't seem self-motivated to get anything going is what it's like. Between the two of them, I didn't think there was any issues. I I feel like it's other people, maybe yes. in in their in their groups of folks. Yeah. But nothing like what if you vote you up there to do something, you're supposed to get stuff done. Like if there's a if there's a deadline here at work for me, right? Like I got to get that done by the deadline. We got to get it like done. Like if we're going to have an event on Saturday. And I need to know what my budget is. I'm going to need to know what that budget is, at least probably by the previous Monday. Right. Okay. Right. Or I, I need to get all my promoing done by that Friday. Like right. it all has to be. I can't just say, you know what? I'm going to hold a special session next Friday, a week after this event. Right. And we're going to recap what's gone wrong. And then we'll take care of it. Right. Like that doesn't work. So, so session ended in an unprecedented way uh so the statutory adjournment was actually pretty exciting i love i love policy but i really love politics i love the function of government and i have for a long time it's what i studied in school so for me to be there a, cu a couple minutes after the whole shindig went down shortly after midnight on that night um, of statutory adjournment somebody in the hall hollered it's a constitutional crisis, and, and it in a way it is. I don't know that it's a crisis, but it's certainly uncharted waters. Uh, so the, the session ended in an, in a mystery, shrouded in mystery. Uh, but I, I think that on balance, um, the legislature really does want to work for the good of their constituents and for the good of Mainers more broadly. And... 231 bills are on the table. I, I heard that number on Tuesday from a committee analyst, and that's an enormous amount of work that both sides of the aisle really have interest, have strong interest in coming back together and finishing in some capacity. So I have hope that they'll come back for a special session. There are top priority issues that are unresolved. Uh, and, and my pride and joy this session was our Tuesdays at the State House. Ah, well, we are going to talk about that in the next segment. 715, 53 degrees. We're talking with Amy Glint from AARP Maine. More on the way. You know, it's saving gas. It's doing the whole thing, right?
That's cool. I don't know. Works. Works. I just don't know where they're going. I'm like, where are you going? I just want to know where you're going. I, I want to know if it's worth it to park over there or if maybe there's construction going on. You never know. Amy Galan is here from AARP Maine. We've been talking about a myriad of subjects this morning. A couple of different things here. Uh, we were talking about the last uh, legislative session up in Augusta and how that ended. Um, and we talked a little bit about uh, Tuesdays at the State House. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the bills that uh, AARP supported or opposed and just, you know, kind of scorecard those. How did they go? Sure. Uh, so most of our bills are still on the table, surprise, surprise, either in the House, the Senate, or on the appropriations table. A couple of them did make it all the way through the process and are either uh, uh, law or defeated. Uh, one of the big reforms that passed this year, which was significant, but probably went a little under the radar, was LD123, easy to remember, and it was a a complete revision of the main probate code. And this might sound boring, but it's it's significant. It's uh, the, a reform of the state probate and guardianship laws. And what I really took away from that bill process, when we have our, when we have AARP members at the state house every Tuesday to learn more about the legislative process, frequently I will discuss a bill that's coming up, such as LD123, and someone will say, oh, that doesn't have anything to do with me. And then we'll be sitting in the committee hearing. And as we're hearing about checking accounts and what happens after a loved one passes away, if someone does have a will, if someone doesn't have a will, uh, what, what happens with healthcare proxies and these very emotionally stressful situations, our members start recognizing, oh, this law actually has everything to do with me. So that bill, uh, it ended up being a 640 page bill. <laughs> Uh, and which made me very grateful that that AR, that I work for an organization with uh, policy experts. So that is one that I leaned on our policy experts uh, in DC to read through that and we supported it. We had a number um, of other people here in Maine who were excited about it and said it was a long time coming. That went before the Judiciary Committee and they supported it. It was supported by the House and the Senate and it passed. So that was just one example of, uh, of a bill that we, we were happy to support, and it did pass into law. So if you hear, oh, nothing happened, there's one thing. There's one good thing there that was happened. One, yeah, there were some <laughs> things that happened. Some things got done. Absolutely. But, you know, that's uh, what happened. I like how it's one, two, three. I think that's an easy thing to remember. It is an easy one to remember. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about the, a joint resolution that we worked very hard to pass to support family caregivers in Maine. Um, and when we talk about family caregiving, we talk about people who are um, anywhere from millennials to boomers to um, into their 50s, 60s, 70s and above who are taking care of adults in their in their life. So they're taking care of it's it's my parents taking care of their parents. It's me helping take care of uh, my grandparents. It's millennials taking care of. Uh, their parents, perhaps with a disability, perhaps um, just aging in their home. We know that we, uh, you and I were talking off the air about how we have an age, we, everyone talks about how Maine is aging and we need to do more in the way of uh, supports and structures to, to make sure that people who are aging at home are aging well and aging safe. 
and family caregivers make up the balance. People are taking time out of work to go do medication management or uh, give a ride to the doctors or uh, go in and do uh, pretty intimate bathing and, and transfers from bed to living room perhaps or bed to bathroom before they're going to work and then they go to work and they come home and, and they do it all over again. So. AARP really wants to recognize and honor the work that family caregivers do. It's often unpaid. It's often um, out of necessity. Uh, Mom has a stroke and um, very often it it does fall on women, although certainly men are taking up caregiving roles as well. Uh, But the adult daughter will uh, take time off from work to go help mom recover. So the the bill that passed was a joint resolution to support family caregivers in Maine. Again, it was a unanimous passage in the House and the Senate, and uh, it it recognized the necessity of family caregiving in Maine, the importance of family caregiving caregiving in Maine to the healthcare system. Uh, Without family caregivers, a lot of people would either be unsafe and unwell in their homes, or they would be in in unnecessarily expensive institutional care, assisted living, rehab, um, in and out of hospitals, or perhaps nursing home care. We are talking with Amy Gallant from AARP. We'll have more on the way. It's 7.30, 53 degrees on the Z. Seven thirty six. 54 degrees. You're listening to The Breakfast Club, Maine's Big Z, 92.7. Amy Galant is here from AARP, Maine. We are talking about the recent legislative session up in Augusta. Maybe some overtime on that eventually. We uh, have been talking about a couple of different things here. Um, let's go through some more of these uh, these LDs. We've talked about one, two, three, and... Um, Let's see. And we talked about the, uh, we also talked about the the caregivers and and things of that nature. There's a lot of different things uh, that you guys have been doing, whether it's bills failing or bills winning. Yeah. Let's talk about one that failed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which counts as a win though for you guys. Well, sometimes they do. Uh, There was a bill that would have reworked how we're, um, how we pay our electric bills and so much of the work that we do is in the the EUT committee the energy utilities and technology committee uh, when I I've been with AARP for three years and before that I didn't have a clue about utilities and electricity and and now it's it, sometimes it's the majority of the work that we do up at the state house. AARP uh, supports broadband expansion. We support, um, we do support utility regulation to make sure that people can afford their utilities and that the service is good anywhere in Maine that one might live, whether it's Fort Kent or Dixfield or, or right here in Lewiston Auburn. Um, and there was a bill that was proposed that would have increased the minimum electricity bill to $25, among a couple other changes. And as soon as I saw this bill, I reached out to the author and said, you know, let's talk, let's have a conversation about this, because it's it's something that I could tell. It's one of these bills that I could tell uh, the author put a lot of work into, but it was introduced the second to last week of session. And often the committees will want big bills like that towards the beginning of session so that people can really work it so stakeholders can come together and share concerns and have have discussion and bring it back to the committee and unfortunately because of the timing 
there just wasn't time to do that. So uh, given the timing, given the concerns that we had among a couple other organizations, that bill, which was LD 1896, um, failed to pass. It, it passed divided out of the EUT committee and then failed to pass in the House and Senate. So you're right. Sometimes a, a failed bill is actually something that we consider a win. That that bill in particular, uh, I'm very I'm very grateful for the author's time in discussing that bill. And I think that's something that people don't necessarily know goes on. I I pride myself on never surprising with opposition. If I'm going to oppose a bill, I want this, the bill sponsor and those who worked on it to know ahead of time. And it's not it's not a discussion that that's me saying, oh, I'm going to oppose your bill, change it. It's that it's you know, we have some concerns about it. And here are some suggestions. If you don't want to take them, absolutely respect that. But I never want to show up to a committee hearing with the bill sponsor, not knowing that we have concerns. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful that we had the opportunity to have the dialogue. And I think it just continues. Um, this is a, a, the electricity uh, compensation and the transparency around electricity bills is something that uh, certainly AARP cre- uh, cares a great deal about. And right now, if we just take a snapshot, CMP customers are unhappy. Ameramain customers are looking at another increase. Uh, so it's it's timely to, to have a comprehensive conversation about how we're being billed and how we know if those bills are accurate and fair. Um, is is something that AARP certainly wants to be a part of. We're talking with Amy Glant from AARP. More on the way. Maine's Big Z, 97741. Amy Glant from AARP. Maine is here. Final segment with her. We'll be talking tennis next hour. So we discuss a couple of uh, couple things here. So Tuesdays at the State House. It's going to continue monthly. It will. I love Tuesdays at the State House. It is aptly named uh, because every Tuesday through the legislative session, AARP invites our members to join us. And it's not to lobby or rally um, or say, vote this way, don't vote this way. It's for mem- AARP members to learn about the legislative process. I remember one of our first Tuesdays at the State House, a couple women came in and they were frustrated and they said, I don't know where to park and I don't know where the bathroom is. And I said, that's great. That's exactly the purpose of what we're doing here. So people know where to park and they know how to get through security and they know what's going on in the House and the Senate. They know how to engage with their legislators in the committee and in the hallways um, in a way that is effective and respectful and and really makes change. Um, and it's so important to have constituents in the halls. There's there's only so much that I can do as a lobbyist um, and building relationships and offering resources uh, to legislators as they make their policy decisions, but to have constituents in the halls um, in, a, in a way that is very thoughtful and, um, and genuine. We really wanna be there and we really wanna have productive relationships with legislators. Uh, so we've, we had over 60, AARP members join us this this year every Tuesday. Uh, we have a number of legislators who, when they see us, they say, "Oh yeah, it's Tuesday" because we're all in our red T-shirts. And we decided at the end of session that we would continue Tuesdays at the State House once a month. This Tuesday was our first monthly Tuesdays at the State House. Uh, we had over forty people. I couldn't believe it. I was so excited to see everyone again. It felt like it had been forever, uh, going from weekly to monthly and. And the monthly Tuesdays at the State House will focus on committee orientations. 
this Tuesday, we met with the Agriculture Committee, the um, Inland Fisher Fisheries and Wildlife Committee, the Marine Resources Committee, and the Natural Resources Committee. We met with the committee analysts for each of those four committees, and they provided uh, together a 90-minute orientation of their uh, policy areas of jurisdiction, of the process. Uh, we had an excellent dynamic discussion between our 40 members and the analysts and the staff of those committees. And uh, when we left, everyone said that was the highlight of the whole year, um, with a few exceptions. We had excellent speakers on some of our other Tuesdays as well. So on the fourth Tuesday of every month through December, we invite people to join us at the state house all of the information is on our website each month we will uh, gather in the cross cafe we'll have a couple morning announcements housekeeping updates and then we'll go to anywhere from two to five committees we'll go around we'll meet with the staff we'll see the committee rooms um, and the purpose is that next year when we come back to session in january will have a presence in in more committees than I have capacity to cover by myself. Um, and then we have lunch together in the Cross Cafe. Lunch is provided by AARP. And then in the afternoon, we have some sort of community building activity. So uh, not an icebreaker, but this, this week, for example, we had a guided tour of the Maine State Museum. And a number of our members had already been there, but not as a part of a guided tour and learned a lot. And it was, it was great. Uh, so we'll have a variety of committee meetings. We'll have a variety of guided tours following lunch. And I invite anyone who wants to learn a little bit more about the legislative process to come join us. And uh, folks can find out more information about AARP where? Our website is aarp.org slash me. If uh, folks are on Facebook, uh, AARP Maine is on Facebook, and we have a number of events, community events going on throughout the summer months, in addition to the Tuesdays at the State House, um, including a coffee and an on tap right here in Lewiston Auburn, coffees and on taps in Augusta, Portland. Um, across the state, we have 14 monthly coffees and on tap, and Facebook is really the best place to go for those more social events. Amy Gallant. From AARP, thank you very much. Thanks Good to see for you. Having me. More on the way. Maine's Big Z, 92.7, 105.5. Talking tennis next hour.